The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. So welcome to this edition of the Stockhead uh, Rock Talk. Today we're going to be talking with independent analyst Nigel Maud. And now Nigel has a long history working in the, uh, mostly in the hard rock industry, but a short stint in soft rock as well, starting as I did in Central and Southern Africa and working his way through gold and various base metal operations in Australia and Western Africa. But today we'd like to really get into the nitty gritty of the Pilbara gold experience because we've we've had a, a bit of a boom there in the Pilbara area. Initially, companies went up there looking for uh, conglomerate gold. Uh, there was sort of interest in that, but it didn't really come to anything. Uh, but what we're seeing now on the back of uh, results from a couple of companies up there is quite a bit of interest in that area. And I, I think Nigel's got quite a bit of an interest in that area, knows the area well. So welcome to the, uh, to the, the podcast, uh, Nigel. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Peter. Um, I'm looking forward to it. So, Nigel, just tell us briefly about your role, your wandering through the, the mining industry over the past sort of 30-odd years and, and, and what's brought you here to Australia now? Well, I started out in southern Africa working for Falcon Bridge in, uh, in um, base metal exploration in Namibia and then subsequently in the northern Transvaal in nickel exploration. And then I changed companies, went to um, Longrow, which, which, which owned a, a portfolio of about 12 um, underground mines in Zimbabwe, which was then known as Rhodesia, and uh, was a resident mine geologist on their second largest mine, which was the Arcturus mine, where I discovered um, several ore bodies um, and then went on to the Royal School of Mines to do a master's degree uh, in 1977-78 and subsequently joined uh, BP Minerals and uh, was working in Europe in, in uh, uranium exploration prior to being sent to Olympic Dam. Uh-huh. Firstly as project geologist and then subsequently as senior geologist for the project for BP and undertook most of the research on the deposit and the uh, helping with the uh, calculation of all resources. And so what's brought, your, brought the uh, Pilbara region to your attention? Well... I've been working off and on in mostly in Western Australia for the past uh, nearly 30 years, um, most of it in the Yelgam province and very little in the Pilbara. I've been up to the Pilbara a couple of times because there were some old deposits there like Bamboo Creek, um, Paulson's, which I looked at back in 1988. Um, Pilbara. Gold was discovered in the bedrock in the Pilbara back in 1888, which is pretty early on. And really the Pilbara, the, the bedrock of the Pilbara has produced um, moderate discoveries at best. And most of them have been almost sub-economic to marginally economic. Part yes. because of metal, metallurgical issues. And the other thing is because the deposits themselves, the grades were not all that impressive. So... Yeah. So oxides and often some alluvial golds there back in the 80s as well. Yes, indeed. And in actual fact, most of the recent uh, uh, 
excitement in the Pilbara was started by Novo Resources in about, about four or five years ago uh, with their um, identification of, uh, of nugget gold in conglomerates, which they thought were similar to the Witwatersrand in South Africa. So that caused a very a, a flurry of activity. Um, but that's, that's died down now because patently it's not another Witwatersrand. But right. I, think, I think there will be some, you know, some economic uh, deposits that will be worked there, um, but they won't be all that large. So uh, recently, Nigel, we've had uh, uh, De Grey really forging ahead. They, they were, for quite a while, they were working on Taurana and the Withnal deposit, which had been mined before, but these were yes. a sort of half a million ounces to 800,000 ounces at something sub two grams a tonne. Sort of yes. Interesting, interesting, but not quite, you know, the the balloon, not quite the quite the prize. So, how does Hemi change the the landscape there? Well, all the deposits you've just mentioned, Withnall, Taurana, Molina, with a combined total resource of about two point two million ounces of about one point eight grams per ton. Um, they're classic, if you like. Um, Shear hosted, complex shear hosted um, load or uh, load deposits, um, and often in stacked lenses, which are not all that wide. And so you've got a fair bit of dilution in there. I don't know how much dilution, but um, overall, as you rightly say, the grade not all that impressive at around 1.8 grams for the 2.2 million ounces. And um, even underground, Withnor has got an underground resource of two and a half million tons at around 3.9, which is not too bad, but it depends again on the mining width, and that's for about 300,000 odd ounces. The um, dilution, when you've got such uh, uh, uncertain geometry, can be the real killer for projects. Well, it, it can, and it depends very much upon the gold price as to how much dilution you can afford to take. Um, I think... De Grey sort of, it, it, it was not a, 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 an exciting stock, and that's why they've issued had to issue so much uh, in the way of, um, of, 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 of scrip to finance their exploration until the discovery of Hemi. Now, I mean, bearing in mind that um, the Pilbara has languished in exploration largely because of recent alluvial cover, which has obscured the geology completely uh, for the explorers. And even advances in technology, like improved aeromagnetics, um, uh, radiometrics, all this sort of thing, it hasn't made an atom of difference. So people have had to literally go out there and drill in the hopes of picking up something under this, this cover, which is up to varies from, let's say, five metres up to 40-odd metres thick. And uh, it's a bit daunting if you, you know, you're, you're relying on aeromagnetics to, to target, yeah? So now that uh, Hemi has been drilled and they're starting to get, you know, intersections more like five, eight and ten grams a tonne there over, over some serious widths, which really changes the whole landscape. Well, that's, that's absolutely right. I mean, the interesting thing about Hemi is that it's intrusion hosted rather than sediment hosted, which is the case with all the other uh, deposits which great, uh, De Grey have got. And this um, is... is extremely interesting because it bears direct comparison to the Yamana belt of Gold Road, Gold Road Resources Gruyere project, yeah? 
So there's, right. there is direct comparison between it, albeit that Hemi has got double or triple the grade. Yeah. Now, uh, there are free um, shoots or mineralized intrusive bodies that de Grey has so far defined, and they're named after after Australian birds. Um, one is uh, Brolga, there's a, there's a quilla to the north of that, and then immediately north of that again, there's Crow. Um, the two higher grade lenses or intrusives, if, uh, bodies, hosted bodies, are uh, Brolga and Aquila, and their grades are, are looking impressive, as you rightly said. Yeah. So um, the metallurgy is it? Has it? Do you know if there's been much in the way of metallurgy? Because I know uh, you talked about um, what's happened there with the uh, Gruyere deposit. The uh, the gold, even though it's fairly low grade and very hard ore body, uh, the gold just falls out of it in uh, you know in a gravity circuit. Well, it's a very good question because I haven't seen any um, uh, metallurgical reports or, or evidence of metallurgical reports from um, De Grey at the moment because I think it's pretty early on in the, in the uh, evaluation of Hemi because they're learning all the time about this deposit. They discovered it, seven, well, best part of a year ago, and um, it's, it's really shaping up to be pretty large. I mean... The, Drilling to the southwest of the Brolga, the, the original Brolga discovery has identified a zone, a further zone of mineralization in the same body um, over a thousand meters and 200 meters of width. So they're going to go there and, you know, they're fairly well funded now. They've got a fantastic uh, yeah. lineup on their board of directors. Yes. Uh, and they'll go and just spend, you know, five or $10 million to drill it out and do feasibility work over the next year and a half, I'd imagine. Well, I think so. And the other thing is that they'll start doing MET test work once they start doing diamond drilling, because then they can get the, the core to uh, put through the MET labs and uh, and get a decent uh, pilot study done on the on the recoveries. Yeah, and also they get the hardness and all the other rock yeah. dynamics that they'll need. So there's also been a few uh, sort of wannabes or people using the neurology, if you like, coming up there. We've got uh, Karios and... Uh, Kazion, Kazion at their Croydon project, and Karios yeah. at their Mount York project. Uh, they're all looking to be the sort of the next one off the block, I guess, up there. Well, I'm not so quite so sure they're they're the same as Hemi because Hemi is to, is bears a lot more similarities to uh, Gruyere in the Yamana belt because it's an. I, I think I think my initial impression from what little has been said about the geology. And from the piece of core that uh, that um, De Grey put on put in one of their uh, releases, is it looks to me very much like a reduced intrusive related gold project in which um, the the bulk of the gold mineralization is contained within the intrusive body, although there is mineralization in the meta sediments on on either you know on either flank of the intrusives, but. This this is very exciting because it's an actual real game changer for the belt. It's a major game changer because the potential size of the Hemi deposit will completely dwarf um, all the others. Yeah, I think that's that's what the market's got on cottoned onto, and that's why the share prices uh, has uh, performed so well because it's a uh, it's a different style. It's not as you say that sediment hosted low grade material. 
which might have leaked out of an intrusive. This is actually the intrusive hosted sort of stuff you see very, very clearly at uh, at Gruyere. And I was uh, I was up there. It's a sort of two two point one kilometer long zone, and at its greatest width, it's about one hundred and forty meters wide. Just solid. Uh, intrusive full of gold so uh, pretty easy uh, mining is much more like quarrying than than you know well, well of, uh, strip ratio that's the beauty of it uh, peter so they're for a very low strip ratio so they can afford to mine uh, their sort of average grade is around 1.1 to 1.2 grams per ton um but one has to remember what's being discovered at hemi at the moment is is, is grades considerably better than that and moreover, I think, and they've said that they can, they can go off an open pit and probably decline into this ore body. Well, they're absolutely right. I mean, there are ore shoots in there of plus, plus four grams per ton easily, um, probably five, six grams per ton on, on the average, which, uh, which uh, will enable them to, uh, to, to, and given the, mine, the sort of mineralized whips, they'll be able to engage in uh, more mass mining techniques underground, which will make the whole project more cost-effective. Yeah, so by the end of this calendar year, uh, we will have a lot more data from the company and we'll be able to sit here with a little bit more uh, expertise to determine you know, how big this open pit is going to be, uh, what sort of underground mining techniques and technologies will be involved, uh, will it go to the centre of the earth? You know, uh, oh. well, uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a Robert Friedland comment that, that was made at, uh, Cal- at the Kalgoorlie M- Diggers and Dealers, yeah, or you told But um, look, I mean, no deposit goes more. I mean, these deposits can go for a couple of thousand meters. There's nothing to stop them in the Archean rocks doing that, and that's that's well documented in the case of South African, uh, uh, sorry, of Canadian mines. And in some of the Australian mines, some of these things have gone quite deep, yeah? Yeah, and so we're getting back to the others. Nova Resources are still there at Beaton's Creek. It's a different style of uh, mineralisation, as you were saying. And the other one uh, in the area is Calibus at their Warawuna project, which is, yeah. again, about a 1.2 million ounces, fairly low grade. Yeah. I mean, it could, it could make the grade, uh, but it's, uh, it's certainly no hemi. That's right. I mean, it's a it's it's a sheer hosted system, very much similar to in some ways to some of the other uh, some of uh, De Grey's other projects. Albeit that uh, I think the other those other t- um, deposits that you've discussed are in the Mafix. Yeah. Uh, um, so look, I mean, the, the beauty of Hemi is that it's got the no one knows its its potential size at the moment, and uh, my guess is that. Given Hemi's potential from what we've seen so far, it seems highly likely to me that De Grey is going to to rapidly pass the 100 tonnes of gold inventory and probably head towards around about 5 million ounces with a deposit like this. Yeah, I think that's what the market is sort of saying, that if they keep on drilling, you could already put the glasses down on 2 million ounces and, and probably another two or three down the track. So it's going to be an interesting time for them. Yeah. Uh, the other, the next thing, of course, for them will be to n- determine how they finance the development. And given that it's a fairly isolated part of the world, although it's fairly close to the infrastructure that's now along the Pilbara coast, there's ports, there's uh, power up there, uh, there's access potentially to liquefied natural gas, either as yeah. a uh, 
tracked tracked in or piped in uh, uh, gas uh, to produce uh, power. Uh, you know, it's not too far away from a from a road, and I think that you know the other thing they'll have to do is to secure some water and make themselves uh, cyclone resistant. You know, because it is in a in a you know the weather up there in the uh, in oh, the, yes. uh, the cyclone season can be quite devastating. Yeah, look, that's a very good point because um, I, there's excellent infrastructure, obviously, around Port Hedland and Carafa, but um, once you get into into the, the Hemi district, you're going, they're going to have to put a fair bit of infrastructure in there. But, the, but the, I mean, the potential for this particular deposit could be well in the order of, uh, of three to five million ounces on its own. Yeah. And so Nigel, the others, huh? Nigel, in that area, there's also uh, sort of inland from, from Caratha, certainly, there's yeah. quite a bit of VMS mineralization, very high grades of silver, yeah. some lead, lead and zinc. We've, you know, got the Wim Creek sort of projects. Um, perhaps uh, Hemi could be the, a bit of a catalyst to get a little bit more going there in the base metal and, and uh, there's silver type deposits as well. Well, I wholeheartedly agree. And also, one has to remember that the parallel to the Molina Shear, which is controlling all of De Grey's projects or has been had a big, very big influence on their emplacement, um, you've got the Shoal Shear, which defines the northern margin of the Molina Basin in, in which all the De Grey deposits occur. Um, you've got Golden State Resource uh, Mining, sorry, Golden State Mining, GSM, is, uh, is just about to commence a, a 10,000 meter air core program um, in July. And uh, they've got one target, their first target looks, it's got a, a very similar um, aeromagnetic signature to the uh, HEMI deposit. So I think that's exciting in itself. The rest are more like more conventional Yilgan or, or the um, other degray type targets. Um, which are now, you know, drilled out as as, as deposits, yeah? Yeah. But they're, well, sheer, that... they're more shear-hosted regimes. But this particular one, this this one target at Yule South that, uh, that that Golden State Mining has got looks particularly interesting as a, as a hemi-analogue, yeah? Well, so long as the gold price hangs in there at above 2,500 Aussies per ounce and the copper price continues to move up towards, uh, I think it's about $2.67 US a pound at the moment. And I think probably the over the long term, we probably see the price back up to $3.30 or so sometime towards the end of next year. Uh, COVID-19, you know, uh, issues to the side. Uh, I think, you know, we're in for a pretty interesting time up in the Pilbara. And uh, Nigel, I'd be delighted if in a couple of months' time, uh, you come in again and we can chew the fat over some of these projects, not just in the Pilbara, but some of the other exciting areas that are developing around uh, around the countryside and even back towards uh, uh, South Australia, which is your old uh, stomping ground uh, there with um, Olympic Dam. Well, that's right. I mean, there's some, there's, I mean, uh, I was uh, logged a lot of the core for what was called the Stuart Shelf Program, which is which was all the targets around Olympic Dam. Um, and there's been major discoveries by BHP Billiton. Um, there's one at Island Dam, which is very exciting. And of course, you've had Carapatina discovered, um, which, which is now going in, I think, 
must block be caving. Yeah. yeah, block caving operation. And there's there's several more targets. Emmy Bluff. Um, there's there's a whole there's a whole bunch of them, which most of them are controlled by BHP Billiton. So, Nigel, we'll leave those for a later day, but thank you once again for coming in today to talk to us here at Stockhead, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, seeing you uh, back on the stage in a couple of months' time. Pleasure, Peter. Thank you.